Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Vetfolio's podcast brought to you in part by Zoetis. We're pleased that you've decided to join us as we explore the topic of perioperative vomiting in dogs. What do we know and what can we learn from MDs? Featuring Dr. Ralph Harvey. Just like veterinary professionals, your counterparts on the human side struggle with their patients suffering from perioperative vomiting. Dr. Harvey will review the pathology and risk factors related to perioperative vomiting and discuss strategies for prevention and management. He will examine what has been reported in the literature from people and share his approach as to how to create a safe and comfortable experience for your patients and how you can help dogs get back to eating faster, even when they're administered preoperative opioids. Before we begin the session, a quick overview of Dr. Harvey, who teaches anesthesia and pain management in the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the University of Tennessee College of Veterinary Medicine in Knoxville. He previously served as a section head for the Small Animal Surgical Services and as a member of the University Faculty Senate. His veterinary degree is from UTCVM, and his postgraduate training included internship, residency, and fellowship at Cornell's veterinary and medical colleges. Dr. Harvey has worked in private, small animal practices. He is certified as a specialist by the American College of Veterinary Anesthesia and Anesthesiology, and has served as their executive secretary and as a member of the ACVAA Board of Directors. He's currently a member of the Fear Free Executive Council as well. Dr. Harvey, we'd like to hand the reins of the session over to you. Matthew, thank you very much for that introduction. And thanks to everyone for joining in today. This is, in my opinion, a very important topic, and I hope we can share some things that might be of interest to you. Vomiting is misery. As we work to relieve suffering and stressors in veterinary medical care, the prevention of vomiting is an appropriate focus for real improvement. From the perspective of human patients, it is clear and sometimes all too personal that perioperative vomiting is a terrible experience. We can clearly imagine the suffering of repeated dry heaves. Often it is made substantially worse because the environment is away from the security of home and perhaps in a context perceived to be threatening. And often there is a painful injury or illness that necessitates medical and surgical procedures. To be in that situation for a veterinary patient sets the stage for an escalation of complications. These include marked distress and anxieties, undesirable behaviors like inappropriate aggression, and with vomiting, a greatly increased risk of pulmonary aspiration, which can lead to life-threatening pneumonia. Aspiration pneumonia is a devastating complication, and it is often fatal. Perioperative nausea and vomiting constitutes a deleterious iatrogenic syndrome in both human and veterinary medicine. It is awful, it is unnecessary, and we can prevent it. While the incidence of vomiting during surgery varies depending on the anesthetic management used, the drug doses, and the administration techniques, the risk of perianesthetic vomiting is unacceptable, and that risk warrants the administration of a pre-anesthetic antiemetic in every procedure. Outpatient anesthesia is a typical standard of care in veterinary medicine for many procedures and in many hospital settings. Patients are received and discharged the same day for an increasing variety of procedures. 
Contemporary anesthetic and surgical care makes this possible with substantial benefits for patients, clients, and hospitals. Our anesthetic and analgesic agents and techniques are increasingly suited for outpatient care. We can achieve rapid recovery and excellent pain management without prolonged hospitalization. We effectively relieve anxiety, fear, stress, and pain to promptly send patients home where they might best continue their recovery. Through the application of multimodal or balanced strategies for anesthesia and analgesia, we reduce reliance on larger doses of many anesthetic medications to achieve our goals for safety and a better quality of recovery in a timely fashion. The current clinical challenge of opioid shortages has encouraged a highly beneficial emphasis on generous use of local and regional anesthetic techniques as a central or principal means of controlling surgical pain. The American Animal Hospital Association pain management guidelines that were updated in 2015 emphasize that every time we take a patient to surgery, we should strongly consider the use of local anesthetics to achieve these goals and a variety of associated benefits. Prevention of perioperative vomiting as a key part of improved standard of perioperative care can be achieved through the use of meropitant, an effective antiemetic approved for use in dogs. Fasting does not achieve the desired goal of an empty stomach. Perioperative management sets the stage for optimal medical care and case completion. This includes informed consent and client instructions for care that often begins before the patient arrives at the veterinary hospital. The typical recommendations for feeding or fasting are being reconsidered for many animal species and certainly for our small animal patients. Published data clearly shows that fasting does not guarantee an empty stomach. We all have our own experience with fasted patients vomiting undigested stomach contents, and some patients will vomit multiple times. Furthermore, fasting overnight unfortunately increases the acidity of gastric contents, which may increase the risk of acid reflux and esophageal damage. Fasting certainly stresses patients and strains the human-animal bond while the patient is separated from the client for veterinary procedures. Many experts now recommend less severe fasting with perhaps a small meal in the morning and the carefully considered administration of oral medications along with small feedings. Other experts will still instruct clients to fast the patient overnight, but retain their option of preoperative small feedings, oral medications, and treats for use once the patient is in the hospital. One of the most popular features of the fear-free patient management strategies is offering high-value treats like spray cheese, peanut butter, or other small treats. This option raises a question regarding appropriateness of using treats before anesthesia, administering oral medications, and also administering those oral preoperative drugs in a food treat. This is a developing area for revision of standard procedures. Regardless of fasting policy and status, skillful airway management is always emphasized to preclude complications. Thereby, the options of conservative feeding rather than strict fasting, oral medications, and limited treats are welcomed by veterinary clinicians, pets, and clients. This current era of opioid shortages encourages clinicians to be creative in achieving good pain control. It is not just convenient or coincidental that the non-opioid components of perioperative analgesia have fully matured as central components of multimodal analgesia. We now have excellent non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, as powerful assets. Inclusion of an alpha-2 agonist in our anesthetic plans often leads to improved success. 
As mentioned previously, the inclusion of local anesthetic techniques can powerfully contribute to more effective, safe, and highly economical analgesia and anesthesia. The non-opioid analgesic strategies have effectively reduced perioperative reliance on high doses of opioids for many of our patients. But the opioids are still highly beneficial for most patients. But we can achieve these benefits of opioids often with reduced doses or with less powerful drugs compared to our previous standard approaches. And we can prevent vomiting with the preoperative administration of meropotent. Perioperative nausea and vomiting is associated clearly with opioids in human patients and is dreaded by the many who suffer. This sentiment is so strong that many human patients would choose to skip their postoperative analgesic opioids and tolerate the resulting pain rather than to take their opioids and suffer the associated nausea and vomiting. Dr. Bonnie Hay Krause at the Iowa State College of Veterinary Medicine surveyed clients and reported in 2015 the client's strong desire for veterinary care that prevents perioperative vomiting in their pets. The surveyed clients were very much willing to pay for this care and willing to stay longer if needed to provide medication to avoid vomiting. In fact, the client's preference to prevent their pet's vomiting was in the same ranked level of personal priorities for their pets as for themselves as patients. And the clients were also willing to pay similar amounts of money for effective anti-emetic therapy for their pets as they would pay for themselves as patients to avoid their own potential vomiting. A strong base of literature has grown in support of routine preoperative administration of meropotent. One of these important studies was reported by Ramsey in 2014 in a trial of meropotent for spays and neuters in dogs. Meropotent was administered at one milligram per kilogram by subcutaneous injection in a group of 15 treatment dogs that were compared to a matched group of 16 saline-injected control dogs. All subjects received morphine as a pre-anesthetic 45 minutes later. Vomiting events were recorded for 30 minutes until propofol induction of anesthesia. Each dog underwent a routine spay or neuter under general anesthesia with isoflurane. Vomiting events and voluntary food intake was measured for 20 hours postoperatively to evaluate both time and frequency of vomiting, the elapsed time to return of normal feeding, and the total amount of food consumed. None of the meropotent-treated dogs vomited but 93.8% of the placebo-treated dogs vomited at 5 or 10 minutes after administration of morphine. Of these dogs, 60% vomited more than once, 40% vomited once, 33.3% vomited twice, and 26.7% vomited three times. This reminds me of the too often reported human patient experience, and I believe that client experience drives those survey results that show strong client preference to avoid perioperative vomiting. Nausea is a subjective sensation. As such, it is very difficult to quantify in any species or even to recognize in our veterinary patients. Therefore, veterinarians and veterinary anti-emetics tend to focus on perioperative vomiting compared to the human discussion of perioperative nausea and vomiting. 
The current data on post-discharge nausea and vomiting in human patients reveals a substantially higher prevalence of vomiting after discharge from the hospital than has been previously appreciated by the human patient's medical professionals and the medical community. I believe that this is another important area in which the human patient experience and suffering can and should inform and illuminate our veterinary practice. The opioids are very well recognized to contribute not only to perioperative vomiting, but they also contribute to reduced gut motility and a substantial reduction in food consumption. The data describing return to feeding in this study is impressive. This improved return to feeding is what first convinced me as a veterinary anesthesiologist to routinely incorporate use of meropitant in my anesthetic plans. In this study, normal dry diet was offered to the dogs beginning at two hours after surgery. Food consumption was recorded at two, three, six, and 20 hours postoperatively. Return to spontaneous feeding was set at a consumption of 100 grams or more of their dry diet. The total amount of food consumed by 20 hours was also recorded. The incidence of spontaneous return to feeding that is a consumption of at least 100 grams of food in meropitant treated dogs was over 90.1% and more than twice that which was recorded for the placebo group, just 41.7%. The total mean food consumption was 4.85 times greater in the meropitant treated group of dogs than in those dogs not receiving meropitant. It is a medical priority for many of our patients to return to feeding. Our perioperative goals include avoidance of hypoglycemia, particularly in higher risk groups like the very young, those with diabetes, and those with liver insufficiency and decreased glycogen reserves. Return to feeding supports the many essential functions of the gastrointestinal tract. It is our goal to return patients to normal feeding again after anesthesia and surgery, and it is a highly significant priority in reinforcing the human-animal bond. Food is love, and clients strongly desire for patients to accept a small meal after surgery. Parallels exist between the history of analgesia in pets and the current research being done into perioperative emesis, with the future of antiemetics aimed at improving the care of veterinary patients. Veterinarians have long pledged ourselves to the relief of suffering. The earlier big target in relieving suffering was the relief of postoperative pain. And we achieved that part of the goal with a significant, unfortunate trade-off of increased suffering associated with vomiting. Now we have both the knowledge and the tools to counteract and relieve the suffering of vomiting, as well as to relieve pain. It is so rewarding as a veterinary professional to be working on this as an increasingly appreciated cause of preventable and even iatrogenic suffering. The fact that many human patients would rather endure even substantial postoperative pain than to take their prescribed analgesics and suffer the attendant perioperative nausea and vomiting should put this need to prevent vomiting into perspective. Vomiting is not just a minor occurrence or an inconvenience. Vomiting constitutes misery and suffering, leading to fear, anxiety, and stress for the dog. Prevention has a positive impact on quality of life for the dog, the healthcare team, and the owner. For far too long, everyone in both human and veterinary medicine has rather ignored vomiting. That is, unless we were the ones who were doing the vomiting. 
Now is the time for that era to pass into history as part of the bad old days. Now, with the strategic application of an anti-emetic as a routine and standard part of our best medical care, we can really achieve this important perioperative goal. Patients vomiting after surgery or complications during surgery can be profoundly damaging to the well-being and peace of mind of the healthcare team. The clinic team carries this stress and guilt into their personal lives, and it can lead to conflict amongst the team, long-term job dissatisfaction, and employee turnover. On top of directly dealing with surgical complications and cleanup duties, the healthcare team also values their bond with the owner and values helping to reinforce rather than to challenge and compromise the human-animal bond. The benefits provided as we prevent vomiting and return to normal food consumption contribute meaningfully to the delivery of best medical care. These are value-added choices that we can make for our patients and for our clients and for the success of our business as value-added steps with strong client support. Implementation of these choices helps to distinguish the quality of care that each of us provides in our own individual hospitals. There are many choices in deciding how we will provide the best medical care. Relaying to our clients the value of everything that we do is essential, and client education also deserves special attention. I thank you all for the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with you concerning the prevention of vomiting in our pets and in our patients, and I thank you all for the devotion of your time to participate in this discussion. Dr. Harvey, thank you so much for sharing your insights with our listeners today. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us and spending time with us today. We hope that you found the information shared in this session useful. If you would like to learn more about this topic, please be sure to check out related programs that you can access via vetfolio.com. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Zoetis, for their support. Let us know what you thought about this session and what other topics you would like to hear on a future podcast. You can connect with the Vetfolio team via email at support at vetfolio.com. Listeners, that's a wrap.